Okay, so uh, feel your contact with the floor. Feel how you're resting. Feel how your pelvis rests on the floor. Heavier on one side, clearer on one side, lighter on one side. The length of your back, of course, the space behind your back, you always check its size and shape. And how your shoulder blades rest on the floor. Do you have a feeling of your shoulder blades or is it that area that distinct? I mean, the whole upper back rests on the floor, some is ribs, some is shoulders, some shoulder blades, some what, the tip of the shoulders. How does that whole area rest? And instead of just feeling that in isolation, feel that with the back of your neck. How... What's the shape and size of the space behind your neck? And how is that kind of all make one shape with how your shoulders rest on the floor? One pattern, one. Okay, and roll to your side and come up to sit. Sit cross-legged. And I'm going to check tonight if it's the floorboards cracking as I walk over them that we're hearing on the recordings. Do you think I'm going to try to walk with no cracking floorboards? Uh-huh. Ah, okay. Okay, now sit, and we've been paying attention the last few weeks. We've asked ourselves, how do we interlace our hands? How do we interlace our toes? How do you interlace your legs? How are your legs? Which foot is closer, your left or your right foot on the inside? And just notice that for now. Actually, notice it. switch them over and see what it feels like to have the other interlacing of your legs, so to speak. The other, your legs cross the other way. And what changes? What changes in what? So feel your breathing maybe. Feel how deeply you breathe, how easily you breathe. Not with trying to breathe deeply, but just breathing. How deeply, easily do you breathe? How clearly do you feel what the bones of your pelvis that you're sitting on? Where do you feel in your back that you are comfortable or that you might get tired if you stayed here for a while? And then switch back to the first choice you made when you sat. And feel there, your breathing. Is it different? Clarity of what you're sitting on on the floor. 
Any sense of comfort or strain in your back? And now bring your arms up in front of your face so that your forearms are crossed in front of you and your palms are facing you. And notice here which arm is on the inside, your left or your right. And um, make it so that everybody's got the right forearm on the inside. So you noticed what you did by first choice, but put your right forearm on the inside. And now just begin to cross your forearms at about the middle of the forearm, instead of at your wrists, at about the middle of the forearm. And begin now to slide your right forearm from the right wrist to the right elbow. So you're staying on the same spot on the left forearm and just sliding your forearm towards the wrist and towards the elbow. Somewhere in the middle of your left forearm, you're sliding your right forearm. It's like you're sort of uh, sawing, sawing your left forearm, as long as that image isn't disturbing to you. Sliding on the left. You're sliding your right arm on your left arm. Yeah. So you're sliding your right arm on your left arm. Yeah. But you're sliding in one spot on your left arm, like you're sawing your left arm with your right forearm. And just feel which part of that is easy. How far towards your elbow do you go? What do you feel? Your shoulder blade, the side of your chest. Can you distinguish the movement of your shoulder blade against your chest in relation to your spine? Does it involve more than that? Anything down your spine, your ribs? And then take your right forearm perpendicular to that. So you start with both forearms touching at the center and slide your right forearm down towards your left elbow and up towards your left wrist. So you're keeping the point on your right forearm the same now, and you're sliding it along your left forearm. And feel your left arm stays more or less still, but you slide your right arm. Now, did you start to slide that arm at your wrist or at your hand? Or did you stay in the middle? Can you stay in the middle of your right forearm and slide the middle of your right forearm up towards your wrist, left wrist, down towards the crook of your left elbow? And here, what happens in your shoulder? Can you feel your shoulder blade move? Your palms stay towards you. What? Great. And then leave that and come on your back and take a rest. And how do your shoulder blades, left and right, rest on the floor now? Do you feel a little difference yet? Yeah. 
And now bend your knees and stand your feet. And place your arms in the same position in front of you. So your right forearm on the inside, your left forearm on the outside, crossed in front of you. And lying on the floor like this, so you can feel, you can feel your shoulder blades against the floor behind you. Slide your right forearm in this sawing movement against your left forearm. So you slide from your right wrist to your right elbow. How easy is that? How far is it easy? Really pay attention to the fine gradations of the movement. So if you made a big effort, of course, you could do anything. But if you pay attention to what's easy to do and where does it start to, where does something start to put a break on, and then you feel what is it that puts a break on there? What is it that's stopping me? So be curious about that instead of just charging past it. Go from your right elbow to your right wrist and then stop in the middle and now slide along your left forearm so you take you keep contact with the middle of your right forearm but you slide from your left wrist to the crook of your left elbow to the fold in your left elbow so you slide in this perpendicular line to the last line Still your palms facing your face, more or less, hanging. And any time you need to, it can be tiring just to hold your arms up. It's amazing. So you take a rest whenever you need to and come back. Slide your right forearm. And now this is really interesting with your shoulder blade. Like on one side of your shoulder blade is the floor. You get some feedback from the floor. You can feel your shoulder blade against the floor. Does it move? Where does it move? How does it move? What gets in the way? In your chest, it's like your upper arm has to come across the top of your chest. Does your chest allow that? What allows it? What gets in the way? And leave that. Stretch out your arms. Stretch out your legs. Take a rest. I'm really going to bet it's the creaking floor. That's what I'm hearing on the tape. I think we found our problem. Okay. Yeah. Good. This, it sounds exactly what, what I'm hearing on the tape is this that I now hear under my feet. And then come up to sit again. And sit cross-legged. And raise your arms in front of you. Cross your left forearm on the outside, your right forearm on the inside again, your right forearm on the inside. And just slide your right forearm along from 
the right wrist to the right elbow. Feel what that's like now. Sawing your left forearm. Sliding the right one. Your right one's on the inside. And you slide. You're sawing your left forearm towards your elbow. Towards your wrist. Any easier now or clearer what your shoulders are doing? And then slide your right forearm along, up and down your left forearm, towards the crook of your elbow, towards your wrist. And then leave that and come onto your back, take a rest. And feel how your right shoulder rests, how your left shoulder rests. Your arms, how your arms lie on the floor. The right side of your face. And come up to sit again. And sit cross-legged. And cross your arms in front of you now with your palms facing and now your left arm on the inside and your right arm on the outside. And now if you slide your left arm like you're sawing your right arm, slide your left arm from the elbow to the wrist. What does that feel like on this side? What's different? How easily does your shoulder blade move? Anything, your ribs, your neck, anything is part of this movement. And can you stay in the middle, like in the middle of your left, your right forearm that you're sewing with your left, or do you some reason want to wander towards your wrist or wander towards your elbow? And why is that? What makes it easier not to stay in the middle rather than sewing your wrist? Saw the middle of your forearm. And now try something. Switch your legs. So switch how your legs are crossed. And continue sawing with your left forearm, sawing your right forearm. And has that changed anything, having your legs crossed differently? Does this change how your shoulder blade can move, how your back can help it be involved. So any shifting of the weight or just the ease or clarity of the movement gets is different. With your legs into your legs crossed this way. Yeah, and anytime you need to, just take a little rest and return to it. And then in the other direction, you take your 
left arm along your right forearm from the crook of your elbow to your wrist. And how is this for your left arm? How is this for your left shoulder? Your left shoulder blade, can it move, separate from the spine, separate from, slide along the rib cage? Can it allow this to happen? Can your ribs soften? Can your weight shift to allow this to happen? How could this possibly have anything to do with your weight shifting in your pelvis? How could it? Maybe it does. Slide it up, down. Great. Okay, leave that. Come onto your back. Take a rest. And then bend your knees and stand your feet. And cross your arms with your left arm on the inside, your hands sort of hanging down towards your face. And slide your left forearm like you're sawing your right forearm. Slide from your left wrist to your left elbow here on the floor. And now you have the floor to help you. Can you feel anything a little clearer about how your shoulder blade moves against your rib cage? Your shoulder blade is sliding between the floor on the one side and the rib cage on the other. And your sensory receptors for the skin, for the muscles resting on the floor, you probably feel that pressure on the skin. And so you feel really clearly the floor gives you that feedback, what's happening there, your back, your shoulder. And now just take your internal imagination, kinesthetic sense, vision, and try to visit the inside of the shoulder blade, sliding on your ribs, sliding against the muscles against your ribs. And there, there's lots of sensory feedback, but you don't necessarily feel it consciously. It's happening. Those muscle, those sensors, those receptors are happen subconsciously. And then slide your left forearm in the other direction, perpendicular to that from your right wrist to your right elbow. And again, how do you feel your shoulder blade moving against the floor? How can it separate from your spine, the upper angle of your shoulder blade, the lower tip of your shoulder blade? The whole is like a triangle behind you, sliding between the floor and your rib cage. And maybe it's not just that. What else? What lets your left arm slide along your right arm from the crook of the elbow to the wrist? Does your chest let that happen? Or does it feel like a big barrier? Does it feel like your upper arm hits a movable object? What gets in the way?
Okay, leave that, stretch out, take a rest. And then come up to sit again. Come and sit cross-legged again. And sit with a non-habitual crossing of your legs. And bring your arms up in front of you, your left forearm inside your right forearm. And slide your left forearm from your left wrist to your left elbow. Feel what that's like now. Any easier or clearer? And then slide from your crook of your elbow, your right elbow, to your right wrist. So slide your left forearm perpendicular to the direction you were just doing. To the crook of your elbow, to your wrist. Is that easier? Does that shoulder soften forwards? Your ribs get out of the way. Accommodate this. And you can bring your arms down and rest, but stay sitting. And now you can leave your legs crossed as they are or switch them, whichever one you felt. If you felt one of the two combinations of your legs made it easier to slide your left arm inside your right arm, then choose that combination of your legs. And bring your arms up in front of you, cross your left forearm inside your right, and begin to saw your right forearm with your left, so saw from your left wrist to your left elbow. And as you do this now, turn your head. So turn your head in the direction your hand is going. Turn your head to the right as your left arm goes to the right and come back to the center. So you turn your head with your arm and come back together to the center. What does that have to do with the movement? Then turn your head opposite, so more or less you're staying on the horizon, but you turn to look left as you slide your forearm to the right. Do you feel a relationship there? Do you feel like you're now doing something contrary? Or is your head free from your shoulder? And now turn your head to the right as you take your left hand to the right again. But also take 
like the bottom base back of your skull towards your left shoulder. So you're not just turning your face to the right, you're turning and tilting to look up. We did this at my training program, and there's a word in Spanish for this part of your body. There is not, as far as I know, in English. This kind of base of your skull here, the occiput, take it back towards your left shoulder as you look right. It was inconsistent in the dictionaries, but they say that's the nuca, nuca in Spanish. And then just leave your head still in the center, just looking kind of neutral, and slide your left arm, feel what that's like now. And bring your arms down and take a rest. You can stay sitting. Stay sitting for now and rest. Uh, Some dictionaries say the nuca is the nape of the neck, which I would understand to be here. But everyone in class felt that this was the nuca, so at least in Mexican Spanish or something, this is the nuca. I don't know. In French? It's more like an ape, yeah. Yeah. But this, you wouldn't call this the nape, would you? I wouldn't call this the nape. It's kind of, yeah, you could just say oxfoot. Yeah. It's not as poetic as nuca. I'll be thinking about spandrel story for the rest of the <laughs> Okay, so cross now in front of you your right arm inside, your left arm, and change the crossing of your legs. And now, can you put both of these movements together at once? So both of your arms are sawing on one another, both towards the elbow and towards the wrist on both so notice where your elbows go like really follow the path of your elbows so that all up your midline the forearms are crossing till your elbows come together forearms are crossing until your wrists come together back to front And pay attention to your breathing. Is there some part of this where breathing in feels more easy and some part of it where breathing out feels more easy? And then switch your forearms, the left forearm on the inside. And compare what it's like with your left forearm on the inside. You can take a break in between for your shoulders and rest for a moment. Then take your left forearm on the inside. So both elbows towards one another, wrists towards one another. Where do your elbows go? Your elbows sort of come in and arc, go down and out, very small arc. Where do your elbows go? This is like the theme of the lesson. What are elbows for? What are elbows for? I mean, they keep your hands from falling off, but... Okay. Okay.
Leave that. Come onto your back. Take a rest. Both shoulders now, how are they lying on the floor? The whole length of your back, the space behind your back, the space behind your neck. And now bend your knees and stand your feet. And bring both arms in front of you with your right forearm on the inside. And begin to slide your right forearm sawing from your right wrist to your right elbow. From your right wrist to your right elbow in the middle of your left forearm. And as you do that, turn your face to the left as you slide your right arm towards your right elbow. So as your hand goes up and to the left, you look to the left, and then you come back to the center as your arm comes back to its starting place. Turn your head. Does that help? Does that interfere? Your hands can be relaxed, hanging, no effort in them. And then if you turn your head opposite the direction of your arm, what happens? So you slide along your right arm from your right wrist to your right forearm, your right elbow. Turn your face to look right. As you slide your right arm to the left, turn your face to look right. Let's go opposite. See what happens here. And then turn your face again to the left as you slide your right forearm. Turn your face to the left, but turn your face to the left and slide the back of your head so you look, so the back of your head goes towards your right shoulder. So you look left, but left and up, sliding the back of your head down back towards your left shoulder. Your right shoulder, sorry, back towards your right shoulder. And can you do this or does the floor somehow inconveniently get in the way? really interesting movement of the neck and the chest and the shoulder girdle. Can you turn to look left as you slide your right forearm, but also slide the back of your head backwards towards your right shoulder so you're looking left and up, up in relation to you, left and up. Let's bring your arms down and rest for a moment and we'll Come back to that with a little um, helper, with a little helper. Just rest your arms for a moment.
And then bring your arms up in front of your face, your right arm inside your left arm again, hands hanging. And now lengthen your right leg. So, no, wait, lengthen your left leg. Leave your right leg standing. Lengthen your left leg. Lengthen your left leg so it rests on the floor. And now as you slide your right arm from your right wrist to your right elbow, and you turn your face to look up, and take the back of your head backwards towards your right shoulder. Add to that now that you're pushing from your right foot and rolling your pelvis to the left. Let's do that the other way around. Okay, forget about your arms for a moment. Just hang them out in space there in front of you. I mean, keep them in the position, but don't do anything with them. And push with your right foot to roll your pelvis to the left. So let's start from the bottom. Let's build this from the bottom up. Put with your right to move your... Yeah, and just go so far you're not really rolling your whole... Self, your shoulders more or less stay on the floor, but you're pushing with your foot. Your knee stays over your foot, and your pelvis rolls, and you feel. Just go at that slowly so you feel that come up your spine. You feel your lumbar vertebrae turn. You feel your belly turn. You feel your ribs turn. You feel that catch. Okay, so you've got that idea from your foot of beginning that rolling, peeling yourself off the floor, rolling yourself to the left from this push with your right foot. And now add to that sliding, sawing with your right forearm towards your right wrist. So somehow, pushing from your foot, using your pelvis helps. Your right forearm saw along your left forearm. Helps your head turn and the back of your head turn backwards towards your right shoulder. And then everything come back to the center together. So you're feeling from your foot, from your pelvis, how your pelvis can help your shoulders turn, help your arm extend, help your head look up, tilt backwards. And take your head in the opposite direction. The same whole configuration, but look right. Maybe that's easier for you. Maybe that's harder. Whichever one feels more normal for you, we want to scramble it. Do whatever feels less normal. And then again, look left as you roll your pelvis to the left. Turn your head so you're sliding the back of your head towards your right shoulder. Great. Okay, and leave that. Stretch out, rest. Then bend your knees and stand your left foot. Actually, leave your right leg long. Stand your left foot. And cross your arms in front of you with your left arm on the inside, your right arm on the outside. And so your left foot standing, right leg long, 
and start to press with your left foot to roll your pelvis to the right. And just start that way. Start to feel that travel up your spine. Your shoulders stay behind for now, and you're just kind of gradually turning, first turning more in the lumbar spine, and then your ribs start to turn. Kind of one by one, you can start to pick up your ribs and turn your rib cage to the right. And then add into this that you slide your left forearm along your right forearm. You slide, you saw your right forearm with your left forearm. Slide from your left wrist to your left elbow. And turn your face to look up towards that hand, to follow that hand. So you're looking to the right and tilting your head back. And how does your foot, how does your spine, how does your chest support your head to tilt back, look up and come back to the center? Shortening on your left side. A little bit as you do that, turn your hand one way, rotate your left hand one way, and rotate it the other way. So try rotating palm down and out. Try rotating the palm up. Feel what difference it makes to rotate your left arm, your left palm in one direction and in the other direction as you do this. Leave that, bring your arms down, stretch out, take a rest. Well, there's one thing that elbows are for that we are not really making use of tonight. Did you think of an answer to the question of what are elbows for? Does anyone have an idea what are elbows for? No one wants to volunteer. I found it a completely baffling question when they asked in the training program, what are your elbows for? (laughs) Well, one thing that... To To eat, yes. You have a hard time eating without them. Mm Mm-hmm. Certain kinds of motor skills or human activities involve a lot more use, active use of the elbows. I mean, you do anything, your elbows are doing something. Obviously, your elbows are always part of whatever you're doing. But uh, eating? Elbows and knees, elbows and knees. But one thing both elbows and knees do is they transmit force. And you see that most clearly when you're on your hands and knees, perhaps, or you're standing on your feet. Something like a transmission of force from your strong core to that fine motor control that you have at your hands, or that fine sensitivity to the ground that you have at your feet. 
We're going to do a little bit hands and knees stuff and explore that next week. Now this week we're not transmitting force very much at all with our elbows. That's not what we're doing. So maybe this is more the eating lesson. I don't know. can report back how easy eating is after this lesson. Bend your knees and stand your feet. And raise your arms in front of you. Cross your arms, forearms, right arm on the inside. And begin again to slide both of your forearms against one another in both directions at the same time, from the wrist to the crooks of the elbows, opening and closing to the sides, but also going up and down in relation to yourself. Feel what that's like now. So you come close at one end, both elbows, both wrists are crossed, and at the other end you've almost got one elbow inside the other, maybe. Maybe you've almost got one elbow inside the other. The elbows stay bent the whole time. And actually think, what direction are your hands going in now? As your elbows are opening and closing, start to think that your hands are hanging down towards your ears. As though you were going to slide your forearms against one another until you could touch your ears. And don't go there immediately. Just start to think about that. Just start to think about, right, how do your forearms have to slide against one another so that your hands could touch your ears? It's probably relatively easy for your right arm that's on the inside to start to droop your right hand, to start to come towards your ear, your left hand. May or may not be as easy. Slowly you slide them together, slide them towards the wrist, towards the elbows. And as you come towards the elbows, the palm, the inside of your fingers comes towards your ears. Even come to with your elbows together and can your right fingers almost pretty well touch your ears or rest on yours. Maybe they're touching or your palms on the side of your face. Maybe it's on your temple. Maybe it's actually on your ear. Maybe you can hold your ear with your right arm. And so keep your right arm there and now just slide your left arm along your right arm so that you go away from your ear and towards your ear so you're sawing along the outside of your right arm with your left arm towards your ear away. So your right hand stays resting more or less on your ear or as close as your ear as you get to. And slide your left forearm along the outside of your right forearm towards your ear, in and out. So uh, like you're sawing your right forearm, sawing it from the outside now, heading towards your ear, your hand hangs down. Then lengthen your right leg. And can you help with your left foot? So if you roll your left foot, if you change anything short in your left side, can that help you move your left hand towards your left ear so that you can start to take hold of both ears with your hands? So you're sort of sawing your left forearm along the outside of your right forearm. Maybe in the middle, maybe at the elbow. And try this different idea. It's a bit funny. Can you slide it so that you're coming along the bottom of your right elbow to touch your left ear with your left hand? So get over the hump of your elbow and 
push with your left foot to help and roll and come under your right elbow to come towards your left. Oh, I mean under, like not in the space between, but on the outside and under. Yeah, like there. Just look, just explore. If something gets in the way, then take an interest in what gets in the way. Maybe you want to try it with your palm turned in or with your palm turned out. So one way to come to your ear is by sliding your left forearm over your right forearm. And one way would be to take your left elbow over your right elbow so you're actually sliding your left forearm on your right upper arm, on the underside and outside of your right upper arm. Try both. Okay. And leave that. Bring your arms down. Stretch out and rest. And bring your arms up in front of you. Put your left forearm inside your right forearm. Bend your knees. Stand your feet. And slide both forearms again. Drooping your hands down. Taking your hands. Sliding your forearms against one another. Both of them sliding from wrist to elbow. To take your, let your hands drop towards your ears. So now your left hand's going to go towards your right ear. Your left hand's on the inside, your left arm's on the inside, probably a little easier. Your left arm comes towards your right ear and your right hand comes towards your left ear. So you slide your elbows towards one another. So it's like your left elbow's coming into the crook of your right elbow as your hands drop towards your ears. This is kind of the general direction. You might not be all the way there yet. So stop when you've got your left hand on your right ear, touching, resting there, front of your hand, side of your hand. And then just slide your right forearm on your left forearm to take your right hand towards your left ear. How easily can you touch there? Can you touch there? And you can straighten your left leg and push with your right foot. See if that helps you reach with your slide, your right arm. You shorten your right side. And you slide over your forearm, slide along your forearm, and then can you slide on the other side of your elbow or over the tip of your elbow? Can you come under your elbow to reach your left ear? with your right hand. What gets in the way of that?
great. Leave that. Stretch out. Take a rest. And then bend your knees and stand your feet. Cross your arms in front of you, your right arm inside your left arm. Your hands hanging towards your face. Slide both arms towards your elbows, towards your wrists, hands hanging down. Do they come more or less? Do they touch your ears? Can you touch your ears? Can you touch the side of your face with your hands, each hand touching the opposite side of your face? And can you touch your neck? Slide your hands along wherever they find to go along the side of your face, along the side of your neck, maybe behind your neck. So just keep your arms at this end with your elbows more or less together and just slide your hands where you go. Can you feel your shoulders, your opposite shoulders, side of your neck, side of your face, back of your side of your head, back of your head, back of your neck? Where can your fingers go? Could your fingers touch one another behind your neck? How far apart do they do they get to? Slide towards your elbow, slide, touch your cheeks, your wherever you can touch. Feel the side of your face. Feel the side of your neck. Your elbows come easily together. Easy. Good. Okay, leave that. Stretch out, bring your arms down. And rest. Come up to sit. Sit cross-legged. Lift your arms in front of you. Cross your right arm inside your left arm. And slide your forearms against one another between the wrists to the elbows and take your hands in the direction of your ears. What's this like in sitting? How easy is it for your hands to, your forearms to slide, your elbows to move? Where do your elbows go? So your hands come towards your ears. Touch the side of your face, maybe the side of your neck. Maybe towards the back of your neck, can you touch? Maybe, just see. Bring your arms down, take a rest. Stay sitting, but take a rest. I'm sure you all remember this great line of the genius Moshe Feldenkrais, the great line being, 
If there is something that nobody has ever asked you in the 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 years you've been on this planet to do, if you can't do it in the first 10 minutes that you try, don't worry. <laughs> you haven't done it in the last 60 years, 30 years, 40 years, whatever. So don't worry, it's just a question. Can you touch your hands together behind the back of your neck? Now, stretch out your right arm straight in front of you and turn the palm outwards. So the palm, thumbs facing down and the palms turn outwards. And now take your left arm over the top of your right arm and interlace your hands. So you've got your hands interlaced in front of you. And I won't ask you which thumb's on top because I don't think I can tell at this point which thumb is on top. But on top is on bottom. Oh, my God. Okay. And my right arm's on my left and my left arm's on my right. Okay. Um, so you've got your hands interlaced in front of you. Now bend your elbows so that you sort of take your hands down in an arc towards your stomach and towards that space between, towards your chest. So your hands are sort of making a whole semicircle. Straight out in front of you, towards your chest. Gently, slowly, and feel what's really interesting. It's What's not interesting is how far you bend or whatever your arms. What's really interesting is where do your elbows go and where do your shoulders go to make this easy. So you stretch your arms out in front of you. You bend your arms back towards you. You see how far you can go. Maybe you bring your arms up. Maybe you bring your hands towards your chin. Maybe they go further. But just feel where does your left elbow go? Where does your right elbow go? That's really the interesting thing to feel is what's the path in space for each elbow to take and what's the movement for each shoulder to do to make this easy, to make it so that there's no crinkles and crackles and there's no strain and you don't feel like you're tearing at the tendons in your elbows or shoulders. Where do your shoulder blades go? Where do your elbows go? They go in and out. Do they make little circles? different circles, very asymmetrical. Now, if you can do this symmetrically, you know, you must be breaking something. So do it asymmetrically. Something's asymmetrical here. Your elbows aren't going to do exactly the same thing. Your shoulders aren't going to do exactly the same thing. And bring your arms down, rest. Switch your legs. Switch the way your legs are crossed. And stretch out your left arm in front of you. Turn the palm out, the thumb down. Bring your right arm over top and interlace your fingers together. Palms facing, fingers interlaced. And let go of any extra tension in your shoulders, your neck. Your arms, can your arms be kind of relaxed like this or not? And then begin to fold your elbows so that your hands come down towards your belly in an arc up towards your chest. Where do your elbows go? Where does your left elbow go? Where does your right elbow go? Is it different on this side? A little bit? A little bit different on this side. Huh. Yeah, the elbows take a little different path from one to the other. And the shoulders and the shoulder blades, they take a different path. I hope so.
Why can't you straighten your arms when you come through the top? It's just a question. I'm not telling you to straighten your arms. I'm saying you come through the top, and what stops you from keeping on going to straighten your arms? Maybe you can straighten your arms, but I'm not suggesting you try. It's late in the long lesson. It's just a question. What stops you? What's the break at the top of this? Where do your elbows go? Where do your shoulders go? Great. Okay, leave that, line your back. As you rest on your back, well, how do your shoulders rest? How do your shoulder blades lie? How do your arms lie? The length of your back. What's the space behind your low back? And at your shoulders, how does your how do your shoulders lie, your shoulder blades, and your neck, that whole unit? What's the space behind the back of your neck like? How's the tilt of your chin? And when you're ready, at your own time, take your time. Roll to your side, come up to sit, come up to stand. As you stand, how do your arms hang? How long do they feel now? I've been working on variations of this all week, so I feel like my elbows are resting on my iliac crest like now. (laughs) Just walk around the room and feel what your arms think about that. (laughs) 